0: first came out here I used to catch the bus everywhere but I used to get lost a lot because a lot of times I would be on the right bus but just headed in the wrong direction just because I didn't know the intersections and things like that and I bring that up because energetically a lot of things have been more intense but metaphorically I feel like a lot of us have been feeling like we've been on the right bus heading in the wrong direction whether it's a situation, it just not being the outcome that we were looking for, or just different opportunities feel like we're having the right skills, but just keep it coming up short. And I say all that to say whether you feel like you're on the right bus, heading in the wrong direction, as long as you focus the energy on inwardly, you'll realize you'll always make it to your destination. So continue to be great, continue to be mindful, but just make sure you be intentional. Yeah, yeah, Mm. I know it's been a little bit, but we back, we back, trying to make this more of a weekly thing, it's been coming out sometimes bi-weekly, but I've been busy, I ain't gonna hold you, I've been on the road, and it ain't gonna slow down anytime soon, about to go to Austin next weekend, Afrotech, this, 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 and that, But, but, but let's reel it back. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Chef Beans, the host of the Intentional Consumption Podcast. This is episode nine, episode nine. So whether you're listening at work, on a flight, at the gym or at home, make sure you listen, download, comment, subscribe to your phone because we have a goodie today. Now, again, I've been on the road a lot. And some people have been texting me, yo, why haven't you uploaded the most recent episode? I'm like, look, we've been talking about Transparency to Play Tour 2024. So I had to fly to Atlanta, went out there, connected with some of my fry brothers, especially at Clark Atlanta. They're introduced me to different players and theater goers and people who can help me with setting that up. So I spent a lot of time in Atlanta. And I'm also going to circle back to Atlanta in about two to three weeks to kind of really put that down payment deposit on the theater so be on the lookout for that but prior to going to Atlanta which I was speaking about a little, a little moment ago I'm gonna be in Austin next week for afrotech it's a conference that's been going on I don't know how many years they've been doing it but being that I'm black in tech I'm gonna go out there connect with people I'm interested in possibly playing my flag in Austin eventually but We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Again, I'm extremely grateful to have resources and peers throughout the country slash world. So this is just the beginning of a beautiful thing. But let me slow down a little bit because I've been talking fast. Um, how am I feeling today? So this week, I'm not going to hold you. This week has low key been extremely busy and active. As soon as I got back from Atlanta, I had to go to the fashion district, pick up a lot of items. And now today, I'm going to ship all the items out because I'm not going to hold you. I'm a little behind on my shipment, but I'm human. I'm making it work. I'm more so excited about people actually getting their items because the peeping pivots have been selling faster than I could put them on my body. And I have a surprise that's coming also under the intentional consumption. Be intentional pocket too. So be on the lookout for that. But... Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I've been slacking a little bit on the gym, so I got to get better with that. My eating has still been pretty consistent. Um, and Yeah, I'm just trying to do better at intentional breathing and intentional exhales. I can get into these moments or these times throughout the year where I'm just bouncing around so much that I don't really give myself enough time to actually put my feet on the ground. So. How I'm feeling, blessed, grateful, what I know I need to do better at is intentionally breathing and taking time to just appreciate and create space for everything that's to come. So we spoke about what I've been up to, we spoke about where I've been, let's talk about what's been going on in these sports. Now y'all know I'm an Eagles fan, the last time I was on here I was upset that they lost to the Jets. But as of yet, they played the Dolphins last week. Everybody thought we was going to lose. The Eagles came out victorious. Ha-ha, y'all mad. I realize why people don't like the Eagles and Eagles fans so much. It's because what we do to y'all teams. It has nothing to really do with the Eagles or the area that they're from. Y'all swear y'all teams are these high and mighty things. And once they play the birds, once they play the Eagles, we expose them. So I, I get it. I get why people... Don't like the Eagles, don't like Philly sports, but it is what it is, and like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is the second time I'm reporting, re- recording this episode, episode nine at least. I recorded it first on YouTube, and for whatever reason, the audio didn't save. But at that time, I was fe- feeling extremely great because the Phillies were still in the running to make it to the World Series and possibly win. Being that I had to re-record it, and now y'all listening to me now... I'm here to inform you that the Phillies lost to the Diamondbacks in a National League championship. My heart was broken. I'm not going to hold you. I had some not-so-good dreams about it because I honestly feel like, and I'm still hopeful. Clearly, the Eagles have been doing their thing this season, but I feel like there might be this black cat that's dancing around Philly or something because for whatever reason, Philadelphia professional sports Keep coming up short. And again, the Eagles have been doing their thing this year. I'm not kind of trying to put this on their name, but somebody, please, please bring us back a chip. Please, 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 somebody bring us back a chip. We need it. We need it. The city of Philadelphia, that that pocket, we, oh, we need it. But I ain't going to talk about it too much because I ain't, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to cry. But the NBA season is back. The Sixers, they came up a little short. maybe like one point to the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. So they're looking like a, an aggressive, tough team. Let's just be hopeful that they keep up that momentum. As far as any other news, I mean, clearly we see what's going on with Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. I don't know if y'all know, but this is a marketing strategy. Everything! Oh my God! Did you know me and Tupac? We did this. Did you know me and Tupac did that? A lot of people were sad, wanting to come to Will Smith's rescue. But little do y'all know, they're in cahoots about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Will Smith was like, "Yo," and the next time somebody interview, say that uh you got Tupac tatted tatted on your back. The next time somebody interview, say that. In high school, y'all went to prom, but nobody took pictures because y'all didn't want to get exposed. It's it's all just marketing. Boom, boom, boom! Everybody's eating it up, but guess who's not eating it up? Your boy Chef Beans. Because I don't know. It's just I, I I feel like I've seen this movie before. We we know if you haven't seen Friday, right? The very first Friday. Every time, no matter how many director's cuts that there are. Every time Craig beats Debo at the end, he hits him with the brick. Debo is knocked out or whatever. Boom, bow, the end. He walks off with Neil Long, the end. Like we've seen that movie. It's the same thing with the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett situation. We've seen this movie before. Why are we acting surprised? Just watch it for entertainment if you choose to, or don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it. Not telling you to buy the book or not buy the book that she's selling. And clearly, yeah, they've cost enough static to have the world or certain people in disarray, but huh? I am paying no more. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's just all entertainment at the end of the day. I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Smith and Willow come out with a book next, like Chronicles from the Children. <laughs> it all, it's okay. Y'all not predicting, y'all not seeing what's going on? All right, I'm going to chill. I'ma chill on that. But one thing that I'm not gonna chill on is y'all know. Y'all favorite, y'all favorite part of, uh, of the show is mm, 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 mm. breaking down beans. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. Uh, uh, do you wanna break it down beans? Break it down beans! <laughs> I'ma get better at that, but yes, it's breaking down beans where I, I break down your favorite shows, movies, books, magazines, just however I'm feeling. This is the the pocket that I get in and when I like to break it down, so I ain't gonna hold y'all. We just gonna get right into it. Now, we know all the episodes before I've been talking about One Piece, this anime show that you can find on either Netflix, the internet, Hulu. It's It's all over the place. I haven't really been able to have time to watch it. Like I've been on the road so much, and when I'm actually watching that show, I don't like it to just be background noise and background music. I like to be fully engulfed. in. But with my traveling, I haven't been able to do it. So, don't really have an update on One Piece. The last time we talked about it, Luffy and the gang just defeated CP9, and now they're about to be off to their next quest. So, clearly it's this ongoing thing. So, that's all I got for One Piece. But... But 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 y'all know we've been talking about Loki season two for all my Marvel heads, superhero heads, Loki on Disney Plus. Um so from based off the last time we spoke till now, I actually have two episodes to kind of briefly break it down without being too much of a spoiler. So episode three, uh, it starts off with them in 1868 because clearly they bounce around from timelines three three years after slavery was abolished they're in chicago they meet jonathan majors slash victor timely one of the first well not one of the first because they jump around with different timelines but in this season the first time we're introduced to he who remains victor timely king the conqueror whatever you want to title him as and he seems like more of a Good variant slash mischievous variant. We haven't really been able to pinpoint exactly who he is or his intentions, but clearly this is the first time that he's shown the world slash Chicago a piece of his genius on a large scale. Renslayer pulled up with Miss Minutes. They have their diabolical plan, but Loki and Mobius and Sylvie ain't with the ish. Now, again, I'm not going to spoil it because I do want y'all to watch it. But just understand there's a lot going on. They end up taking him back to the TVA here in episode four. And now everything is in disarray. There's things flying and bouncing off the walls. And people are just trying to figure out what's going on. It's a moment where some people get crushed. And again, I'm speaking very vaguely because some of y'all probably haven't watched it yet. It just came out last night. But just understand this episode of... Season two, episode four of Loki had, yes, of Loki season two has definitely been the best episode so far to me, to me, especially definitely in this season, but it's one of those that has you on the edge of your seat and you trying to figure out what's going on and the way they ended, the way they just ended this episode, I'm like, okay, I might have to pull out my calendar and scratch and cross out the days into the next episode because it was just that intensified, like they really did their thing with this episode, and I'm just sad that this season only has six episodes, I wish they'll extend it to maybe eight, but who knows, but if you haven't already, if, you into, if you're trying to get into your Marvel bag, to me, Marvel's best scripted show, tap into Loki, Loki season one and season two, because it's, it's all the way turned up, and as we all know, as Marvel fans, everything is connected. Now, for people who are looking for something to watch during this holiday season, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but we spoke about it before, The Fall of the House of Usher. The Fall of the House of Usher. And again, when I first read that title on Netflix, I'm like, I just want to get your attention. I really want to be all up in your head. You know, you feel me? When we hear Usher, we automatically think of Usher. We automatically think of, you feel me, Usher Raymond. But this is a different Usher. This is a a book that was written by Edgar Allan Poe in freaking, what, 1839. He had a very diabolical way of thinking and a very diabolical way of writing as author, poet, all those different things. But, you know, people like to repeat history. The logline says, "To, to secure their fortune and future... Two ruthless siblings build a family dynasty that begins to crumble when their heirs mysteriously die, one by one. And we're, that's, that's before you even click to watch the show. It lets you know that their heirs are going to die. Now, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. So if you don't want to hear a spoiler, skip past this part. I'll probably be talking about this for the next five minutes. But... Here's what I got to say. The different themes that I discover while watching the fall of the House of Usher, number one is your vice and what you choose to identify can lead to your downfall. I'm going to say that again. Your vice, whether you choose to identify it or not, can lead to your downfall. Now, we all have vices. We all have different things that we can improve on, let go of, but if you're not able to identify and acknowledge it, it can lead to your downfall. Now, follow me because I'm getting somewhere. Another theme, everything falls under the umbrella of the ego. Uh, Different themes or how we kind of see how each air passes away. Their vice is what? Whether it's lust, betrayal, addiction, lack of morality, control, brutality. This show has it all. It's it's extremely... It has its gory moments, but the fall of the house of Usher, they really did an amazing job on that from the casting, the writing, the... in a cinematography type way. They really did their thing. And the last quote or theme that stood out to me that kind of came up was the result of doing a deal with the devil. Now, again, I don't want to spoil this for people who didn't watch it already, but you could kind of see as you're watching the episodes what they're leaning at. And when I was younger, I don't know if I heard it in the movie, but it says the kids pay for the sins of the parents. Or... The son pays for the sins of the father. The daughter pays for the sins of the mother. It's it, People have heard it in a lot of different ways. And this show is a reflection of that. How decades and decades, again, prior, a parent and an aunt made a deal with the devil. And when it was time for everybody to go, their whole bloodline had to perish. And the reason why that stood out to me so much is I feel like that comes up in a lot of people's day-to-day, right? And sometimes people got to ask themselves if they choose to, what are you willing to do in order for you to accomplish everything that you desire? Are you willing to put your morality, your outlook on life, your perspective? Are you willing to sacrifice others for you to get whatever it is that you desire? That's something that people got to ask themselves. in in this very challenging, diabolical world that sometimes feel like we're constantly in this state of calamity. Are you grounded in that? Are you connected with a level of equanimity, which is basically calmness through the storm? Like, how do you respond to moments where you're feeling unbalanced or you feel like you're not in control? So again, this show, which was about like eight episodes, did an amazing job at a showing what people are willing to do in order for them to create whatever pyramid and mountain that feels good to them while also sacrificing the things that they hold near and dear to their heart. So I really enjoyed the fall of the House of Usher. And again, if you're into like mystery, suspense, horror, things like that, it's Halloween season, it's it's spooky season with the goons and goblins or whatever, this is one that I would put on the list. And whatever registers and connects to you, cool, but this, this is definitely my bag as far as, again, all of that. There's so many quotables from this show, they got it off. Out of five beans, I would give the fall of the House of Usher 4.4 beans. I'm going to say 4.4. No, actually, I'll, I'll give it 4.5 beans because, again, while I was watching it, it felt like my collar was shrinking. I was just on the edge of my seat. Even though you kind of know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to happen. and You don't know how it's going to happen. And they got this right. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you The powers that whoever created this or decided to turn this book into a, a quick series. They did their thing. 4.5 beans out of 5 beans. Y'all did your thing. And... Speaking of doing your thing, the last thing that I'd like to talk about in this Break It Down Beans segment is a show that also popped up on the feed as far as one of the most top-rated shows on there, No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence on Netflix. Now, it's a sex comedy rated R. I'm Like, you know what? Let's see what's going on in a rom-com bag. But this show has ignited a lot of controversy because basically this show's about a girl who's in between funds, a woman, she's like 30 years old, 32 years old. She's trying to make ends meet so that she doesn't lose her crib, that's, that she's, she inherited. She can't pay the taxes. She's trying to do whatever to pay the taxes. She wants to drive Uber. Her car gets repossessed. All of that, she's trying to figure it out. She finds an ad in the newspaper that said there is a family who's looking for a young attractive hot woman to basically bring their son out of his shell. The son is a 19-year-old about to go to college. He's never kissed a girl, he's never done damn, he's never done anything with a girl. So they're looking for a woman who can kind of help butter him up before he goes off to school at Princeton. Starring by Jennifer Lawrence, she's the hot 30-something year old trying to seemingly be the younger one. But the young boy, he's still in his shell, and the father is played by uh, Matthew Broderick, the dude who's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, he's he's a legend within itself. But um, interesting movie. the 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 controversy comes from they're looking at it. Oh, I'm sorry if I didn't say it already. The show, the movie is called No Hard Feelings. Now, the controversy that has erupted is because. People are labeling this as a nuanced way to echo predatory behavior. Because they're like, "Ah, right, it's this 32-year-old woman who was hired by the parents to have sex with. 19-year-old, is that is that the most tasty thing to consume? Then people are like, okay, what if the roles were reversed? What if it was parents trying to hire a 32-year-old man to, or whatever, they hired a 32-year-old man to open up their... 19-year-old girl and just getting ready for college, would it be the same thing? There's a lot of static that's surrounding around this narrative and the topic, but y'all let me know what y'all think if y'all decide to watch it. If y'all don't decide to watch it, it was definitely entertaining, but again, sometimes that question is posed like, well, what if the roles were reversed? But honestly, you could do that with a lot of movies. You could do that with a lot of movies. Like, oh, imagine if that was... A soccer game instead of a football game. It's pardon me. I'm freaking burping I had the crispy cream donut this morning and it's making me pay for it. But it was so good. Oh my gosh, that sidebar. Sometimes them fresh crispy cream donuts, man. It just that donut and it's especially when they hot and fresh, it's like you're eating honey. But yes, nonetheless, it's called uh no hard feelings. It's a sex comedy on Netflix. Uh if y'all choose to consume it. Go ahead, you're not really missing anything. If I was to rate that one out of five beans, <sighs> I would give it like three out of five beans. It, it, it was cool. I don't really feel the need to go watch it again. It was definitely star studded. had a decent, uh, clearly a decent budget when you're dealing with people like, again, Jennifer Lawrence, Matthew Broderick. You can see that. Add dollars that kind of went into it with the cars that they were driving and things like that. But eh, it was all right. It was all right. Something to watch, though. So if you choose to download it, you go right ahead. But yes, that is the but, uh, break it down. Beans. Break it down. Beans moment of the show. Now, speaking of moments, uh, we spoke about it last episode, but I've always had a sweet tooth The most most of my life. It's around Halloween season. Some people are going trick-or-treating, whether they're going door-to-door. There are also different parts of the country where people just rent out a parking lot, a bunch of cars pull up, and they let kids trick-or-treat out their trunks with trusted families so they're still able to dress up, enjoy, do that thing. Regardless of how people are trick-or-treating or or going to get their treats, the Would You Rather This Week is also sponsored by some of the world's worst treats. So, out of the treats that I'm about to name, y'all let me know which one you would rather eliminate for the rest of your life. Here are the candies. So, the first candy is Dots. The second one is Circus Peanuts. The third one is Good and Plenty. Dots, Circus Peanuts, Good and Plenty. If you don't know what those candies are, feel free to Google them. Whether you're listening to me right now on live, or whether you're just listening and your, wherever you're listening, at Google these. If I had to choose between these three, just candies that again aren't necessarily connected to my spirit, I would definitely get rid of Good and Plenty. Oh My god if I can wrap up every good and plenty ever I would just wrap it up and freaking Ship it to another planet now. I've only had good and plenty once let me paint the picture for y'all It's probably I don't know. I'm like six years old at this time I'm kind of eating whatever candy I can find that's how much I had a sweet tooth and for whatever reason I see some good and plenty on the table. I'm at my grandma crib I know I'm not supposed to be eating it because it's not mine but I'm a six-year-old kid, it's candy. Let me let me try some. I took one of the good and plenties. Oh my god, I feel like I turned into a grown man that day. I feel like I took a piece of candy. I, I felt like a, a a father of six bought to go to the store to freaking smoke some new ports and then go to the dock to freaking put anchors on the ship. Like it, it just matured me so much, and I was just so disgusted to the point where I'm like. The audacity of this candy to taste like this. The audacity of this candy to rob me of of my childhood, my innocence. Who would create such a thing? The, I'm literally reminded of the taste as I'm talking about it, and I've only had it that one time. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be called candy. They gotta sell that at CVS behind the pharmacy or something because <laughs> Good and plenty is not candy. I'm trying to tell y'all, don't do it. If you want to try it, if you want to try it just off of my utter disgust, go ahead. But I am telling y'all, I know last week, or whenever, we spoke about candy corn and what was the other one, um, the Easter Peeps, the little marshmallow bunnies, and we talked about how those were both pretty diabolical pieces of candy, but still. But still, if I can get rid of any candy forever, I I would save those to get rid of good and plenty. But y'all let me know what y'all think. Would it be good and plenty? Would it be dots? Or would it be those circus peanuts? Because again, mine is a no-brainer. Mine is a (sighs) no-brainer. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry for that. Thank y'all for letting me vent. Because again, I've never shared this publicly. I just... Was I, I consumed the candy and I never spoke of it again? I've never spoke of it again. I've never told a soul, but this is this is part of my healing journey, and this is me outwardly expressing that if I can eliminate one candy for all of time, it would be good and plenty. Good and plenty, but yes. Whew. Speaking of good and plenty, because it's a cool name, I have. A pretty good story to tell you all that has plenty gems in it. So one thing that I didn't mention yet is when I went to Atlanta, I also got up with one of my homeboys and my cousin, my cousin who stays out there. And um, we just laughed and talked about a lot of different things, whether it was just different family ups and downs or me and my boy just talking about stories of the past, how when we were running around and doing whatever, And the umbrella that this story is going to fall under is serendipitous interactions. Basically meaning necessary interactions that you didn't necessarily plan. So follow me so far. So when it comes about talking about serendipitous interactions and we reminisce a lot. we Something specifically that we reminisce about is times when we didn't have. Times when we were going to a lot of different parties and shows and different things like that, where we might've had a lot of attention, but we didn't have any assets. We were captivating, but we didn't have any capital. And now to be at this place in our lives as men, as as just adults, as family members, as whatever, it feels great to have our feet on the ground. It feels great to be in a place of abundance as opposed to lack. Sometimes people don't know that they're living in lack even if the external things surrounded by them are plentiful. People don't identify that they're living in lack even if everyone discontinuously gives them flowers and something internally isn't connecting. So I bring up the serendipitous interactions because being that I went out there to Atlanta to connect with them, but I also was just naturally and gener- generously meeting different people who clearly reminded me that I'm on the right track and that I am making the impact that sometimes I convince myself that I'm not, I'm extremely grateful. Because that's what happens sometimes, right? One of the base- best relationships that you can have is relationship with yourself, especially if it's healthy. because The relationship with yourself is going to impact how you respond to others. So I'm just grateful to be in a state of good and plenty. I'm grateful to be in a state of great and plentiful. It's just... Yeah, sometimes, sometimes when you don't remember yourself, it's great to have people around you to remind you who you are. And I'm just happy to have those type of people around me. I'm happy to have those type of people who randomly text me and call me or email me and let me know like, yo, when you posted that, it made me feel this way. Yo, when you posted that, it made me feel that way. And to me, that's the true sense of currency. Again, we, we spoke about moments in our lives when we were captivating, yet we didn't have the capital or we had all the attention, yet we didn't have the assets. And one of the greatest assets that you can have is a strong community, a strong foundation, a solid group of people or person or people to remind you who you are to inspire you and encourage you to keep going because again life can be extremely challenging most of us are feeling the impact of inflation and prices going up whether it's gas groceries was in a grocery store the other day eggs were like eight dollars and that could be on the cheaper end for a lot of places in the country it's just it can get challenging but We have to remind ourselves to intentionally breathe, that deep inhale is necessary, followed by that deep exhale for us to release the things that we choose to release. So yeah, it's just, things can be challenging, but we, we will keep going. We will keep putting one foot in front of the next. And speaking about putting one foot in front of the next, I can't talk about Atlanta without telling y'all the delicious food that I had out there. Told y'all I linked up with my cousin. She's like, yo, I got the perfect spot for us to go to. And we went to this spot, this historical place called Pascal's, and I was actually able to find a write-up about it online, just as far as the beginning stages of it, Pascal's which was created in 1947 by James and Robert Pascal, opened a 30-seat luncheonette at 831 West Hunter Street, where they sold sandwiches and sodas. As the business grew, they expanded the menu to serve hot lunches. There was no stove, and the brothers did not own a car. Therefore, the hot food was prepared at Robert's home and delivered by a taxi. Now, y'all can do your own research on this spot. It's called Pascal's. It's in Atlanta. It was a prominent spot where a lot of politicians, Dr. Martin Luther King, entertainers, a bunch of people went to get their grub on. And I believe it was one of the only places where black people can go eat at a moment. Don't quote me on that. This is just me trying to remember everything that I was told about it. But I bring it up because when they brought out that catfish, mm, that fried catfish, that mac, that greens had a little bit of yams to put the yam juice on the mat and all of that put together. Listen to me, listen to me carefully. That recipe needs to be in the vault. I wouldn't be surprised if Plankton was trying to steal that recipe from freaking, like, like he was trying to steal it from SpongeBob. I'm telling you that, that recipe needs to be in the vault somewhere for real, for real. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And you can just feel the love and the energy and the environment. I don't know if they was playing Anita Baker or what they had somebody on the strings, but yeah, that <sighs> listen to me. Don't say I never did nothing for you. Don't say I never did nothing for you. If, it, if you in Atlanta and you trying to get some good eats, 1010 recommend. Pascals, 1010 recommend. Oh my God. Oh my. And I'm not much of a foodie. I love food, but I wouldn't call myself a foodie. I kind of stay in the same pocket for the most part. Sometimes I expand my palate. But, yo, yo, Pascal's 1010 Recommend. What? Come here. Come a little closer. Don't say I never did nothing for you. Don't say I never did nothing for you. Whew, man, I'm just reminiscing, thinking about it. Again, they need to cheat. Need to package that up and ship it. I don't know if it'll have the same freshness, but if I could just push a button and have that meal just put in front of me, I don't know. They they, they need to figure it out. But it was uh it was delicious. It was delish yoso. Speaking of delish yoso, speaking of things that are on time and divine. I mentioned it before, I'm gonna mention it and again. The peep and pivot shirts are selling faster than I could put them on my body. I've only literally only worn a shirt twice, but I had to make like a custom one. And the other one that I made, somebody bought it off my body. Bro, it's moving like that. But I want to try something. I want to see who's actually listening, who's actually paying attention. The first three people who can leave a review on this episode, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening at, The first people who can leave a review, first three people, I will send you a piece of merch. It might be peep and pivot. It might be be intentional. That's to my discretion. However, whoever leaves a review, the first three people, I'll send you something. Now, after you leave the review, what you got to do is email me at chefbeanscafe at gmail.com. That's C-H-E-F-B-E-A-N-Z-C-A-F-E. At gmail.com, or if you have my number, text me, let, let me know you left a review. If we friends on Instagram, DM me, let me know you left a review, and I will honor that. And that could be anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. We international, not just domestic, we international. I was just looking up the analytics the other day, and though I'm still trying to figure out what consistency looks like, whether that's once a week, once every other week, people have already listened. And multiple countries. So I'm just saying, this episode, this episode nine, this that split, this that split, and I'm just going to keep figuring it out by the day. I'm going to just keep figuring it out by the day because guess what? It is what it is. I'm not comparing myself to any other thing, but what it looks like for me to constantly elevate, and that's what we need more of. We need more people to develop that healthy relationship with themselves so that they're not in this comparison game. They're not looking at the, Oh, what they doing over there? I'm not doing that, so I'm not doing enough. Oh my God, they got that and I didn't get that. Why didn't I get that? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. That negative self-talk. Man, if I could punch negative self-talk in the mouth, I would. But I would only be punching myself in the mouth. So I'm not going to do that. Therefore, I'm just step away from it. I'm going to just step away from it. Now, the affirmation... That I have for you all today if you can hear my voice repeat after me the affirmation is the Sun and I have a relationship it promises to hit me in all the right places as long as I promise to glow and as long as I promise to grow I'm gonna say that again repeat after me The sun and I have an amazing relationship. It promises to hit me in all the right places. As long as I promise to glow and as long as I promise to grow. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, we have the elements around us and we're in partnership with them if we choose to whether it's the plants that we watch grow that we consume whether that's peppers broccoli or whatever or the elements that we 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 can't touch but we can touch whether that's the moon whether that's the sun and the more and more you develop that relationship with it whether it's sunbathing whether it's going outside whether it's understanding that you are a seed whether it's understanding that you are a plant and Staying in the bubble of darkness will not complement your growth. You have to get outside. Sometimes tap into those serendipitous interactions. That's what's going to help water who who you are to become. That's what's going to help you sprout and grow and reap the fruit that you're putting out into this world. So again, I love that affirmation because I know I have a relationship with the sun. Me and the sun be playing Numbers, however you want to call me in the sun, be playing jump rope, but it's kind of like, okay, you do your job and I'm going to do my job. You do what you're supposed to do and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Growth is not, again, just solely um, scaled by finances. Growth can be measured by the impact that you make on other people's lives. Growth can be measured by how many people you make smile on today, How many people you inspire. Even if it's just one person. Even if it's just five people. Even if you're just inspiring yourself. That's where growth can be measured by. And we have to say knee deep in that. We can be hard on ourselves. But we got to circle back to. You know what? Did I put my best foot forward today? If so, that is okay. If I felt like I could do more. I can transition that into tomorrow. But understanding that. The best part of waking up is not Folgers in your cup. The best part of waking up is waking up. And when you wake up, when you have an opportunity to, 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 to squeeze the, the lemon, to make lemonade or whatever, what is that going to look like to you? So you ask yourself that. Again, I'm extremely excited about going to Austin next week for Afrotech. I know that's going to be amazing. I'm also excited about going to Atlanta in a couple more weeks to lock in a theater and get ready for transparency to play at the top of the year. <sighs> just, just got to keep going. This is episode nine and yeah, we, we turned up today. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on any platform that you may be listening to, whether that's you, YouTube. I tried to do YouTube. The, uh, like again, I, I had to re-record this, but YouTube didn't save the audio. We going to figure that out. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those things. Make sure you subscribe, leave reviews, leave comments, share them with your friends, download, all that, because we only going to keep going. If you want to purchase some merch, you can go to www.chefbeans.com. It's all available on there. I kind of told y'all if y'all want some free merch, the first three people who leave a review and let me know that you left a review. If you're in that top three, boom, I'm going to ship you some. But if you want to just purchase and buy it, that works soon. Whatever. Um, do I have anything else? I'm feeling good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Friday. It's about to be an amazing weekend. Like, I, we, we loved, we blessed. It's just, it's up. It's up. Continue to be great. Continue to be mindful. But most importantly, most importantly, most importantly, tell someone you love them today. And after that, (laughs) or before that, be intentional. Chef beans over and out, y'all. Chef beans over and out.